This is the moment you've waited for. Welcome to episode number three of the Movie Zealots podcast. I'm your host, Tom, and I'm joined alongside Paul and Joe. How are you guys doing tonight? Super. Doing good. Fantastic. Tonight's episode, we will be discussing The Greatest Showman. Uh, if you haven't seen this movie, spoiler alert, it is awesome. Go see it. Uh, but before we go do that, we have, of course, the Alexa quote of the show. So exciting. Right now, uh, if you haven't listened to episodes one and two, go back, listen to them, join into the join the competition, uh, track your score, and to see how you guys do uh, opposed to Joe and uh, Paul. Right now, Paul has a small lead at five points, where Joe has three. So this could be the uh, the make or break game. Of course, we have a whole year, so <laughs> <laughs> there's a long time uh, to make up points. But are you guys ready for the quote, the Alexa quote of the show? Ready. All right, we are ready. Here, here we go. Run a mission from God. Let me turn that up. Run a mission from God. We're on a mission from God. Run a mission from God. Where is this from? What movie is this? I wow. Run a mission from God. So exciting. They're busy scribbling away. And the top three? Top three build. And I'll tell you right now, the third one, just take a random guess because you're not going to get it. Run a mission from God. Please give me a thumbs up when you are ready. Run a mission from God. All right. Got two thumbs up from Joe. He's excited. Run a mission from oh, God. Paul gives us a thumbs up. Uh, I believe, Paul, you're the first to go this time. So. Oh, Run a mission from God. This isn't going oh, yeah. to be good. <laughs> I don't know this movie very, as well as others. The Blues Brothers. All right. You got one point for the name. Now that I look at it, it's not. It's too, way too early to be 82. Okay, that's wrong. Jim Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, and since you told me not to guess, I put Aretha Franklin, but she's not even in the first one, is she? Anyway. Uh, yeah, she's in it. Yes, she uh, is. Who was your first? Who was your first person? Jim Belushi. Okay. So you got one point. Uh, all right, Joe. What do yes. you got? I have Blues Brothers. I also right. said 1982. All right. It is John Belushi. Oh. That is correct. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. And since you said the third note, I don't know because there's so many awesome people in the movie. I put Cab Calloway. Oh, he was four. No way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ah. So uh, it was Blues Brothers, of course, 1980. And the three leading actors build in order are John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, and James Brown. James Brown. Oh, I should have got. Oh, wow. Oh, James Brown. Top three build. That's insane. James Brown was awesome in it. I just, I just kept calling. He came out. He sang one song, and that was it. Everyone, everyone but John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd came out and sang one song. Oh wait a second. (laughs) Oh man, I'm such an idiot. I'm thinking Rocky Four. No, he didn't wow. sing uh, "Living in America." James Brown. He was the oh, preacher. he was the preacher. Okay. Uh, I woke yeah. up one morning and I heard a disturbing sound. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, 
Joe, that gives you, you got one, two, three points. So now you have a total of six. And Paul, you got two points, right? You get the name and you got Dan Aykroyd. Dan. So you have yeah. seven. Oh, you broke it. You broke his lead. Seven to six. Paul has the lead. <laughs> Very good. I, see, I knew Blues Brothers would uh, give you a little bit of boost there, uh, Joe. So, because some of these future ones, <sighs> I don't know. Uh, but again, we this week we are doing uh, The Greatest Showman. It's a PG movie, and it runs an hour and forty-five minutes. The director is Michael Gracie. This is his first time. He's making his de directorial debut. Um, but he spent 20 years as an animator, digital composer, or com compositioner, and visual artist su supervisor. But he's also, right now, in pre-production, he's doing new, uh, Naruto. Naruto? Paul? You got that? Naruto? Yeah. Like, like Dragon Ball Z, or what? N-A-R-U-T-O. It's like a Japanese cartoon or something, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's what that is, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's doing something like, pre-production yeah. with that. Um, so yeah, he's he's. Uh, I guess um, Hugh Jackman saw him somewhere and he said, "I want to do a film with you." And he thought he was joking, and uh, he called him up to do this movie. So there you go. Uh, speaking of Hugh Jackman, he's uh, cast of note is Hugh Jackman, uh, Michelle Williams, Zac Efron, and uh, Zendaya. And I think. Uh, both Zach and Zendaya are Disney uh, or original stars. Um, and the reviews, IMDb gives it an 8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it a 55%. And again, that is the number of critics or the percentage of critics give a positive review. So 55% to me seems insanely low. But maybe technically it has some issues. But here you go. Audience, 90%. So... In the audience for Rotten Tomatoes, remember, that's users who gave it 3.5 out of 5 or higher, which that sounds right to me because I love the movie. Um, I say go see opening weekend. That's how much I like that movie. Um, Paul, you have not seen this movie, correct? I have not seen this movie. Joe, Is it that good, really? Oh, I love it. I liked the movie. So what would rating say, would you give it? pick it up maybe in second run. Wow, second run. Or, or wow. even catch it on Netflix. Whoa. Wow, what a I difference. I liked it. There was a lot of good things about it. However, it had some definite problems. I don't care about the problems. I went in. I went into the movie. Um, my daughter wanted to see it, and I kind of wanted to see it. So I went into it not knowing. I didn't even realize it was a musical at the time. That's what. I had no little. idea what it was when I went in. I saw yeah. one preview for it and said, hey, that looks cool. Let's go watch it. Yeah, so uh, I went, and I was blown away. I loved every song, I loved every, song every dance number. Uh, the movie, I, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I, I don't have a negative thing to say about the movie. Not one. Was, other than the fact that he went on, he went, uh, on tour with that lady and didn't bang her at all. Uh, really? Cause I, I really thought the tone of that movie, the way it was going, the way like the wife looked long, long, longingly as they left. I thought, uh Oh, there's going to be some, uh, marriage. Well, it was here. a redemption. He, d he didn't even get the full self-destruction before he came back. So good for him. Uh, one of the flaws in that movie, though, is when they're kissing on stage and a flash uh, goes, they didn't have flash back then. So 
that kiss would have to have been like for five minutes <laughs> for the exposure to work so they could get actually a photo of it. <laughs> so yeah, there was no flash photography at that time, <laughs> which was very uh, interesting. Uh, but other interest... Oh, I think the box office. So the box office, uh, the budget of this movie was $84 million, which I, I guess I see that. They had a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff going on. Opening weekend in the U.S., it made $8.8 million. That was December 24th. That was Christmas Eve. Uh, gross U.S. as of Jan- January 14th is $94.5 million. So at least in the U.S., with just U.S. alone, it's already made its money back. And worldwide gross as of January 12th, 2018, not 17, uh, $166.3 million. So uh, it's doubled up its money. So uh, it's doing I've heard well it has to make double to break even. Uh, okay. Is that the rule of thumb? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's the rule of thumb. The movie has to make double to break even because of all the marketing and extra things and licensing and things like that. Uh, isn't that part of the budget, though? I I don't know. I don't know the internals of how it works, but I've just heard that if, if it doesn't make double, they're not making money. Hmm. Interesting. All right, let's do some notes. So here's an interesting note. Zendaya, she's the, uh, the black girl who uh, Zac Efron has a love interest with. She was really good in that. She did all of her own trap trapeze stunts in the film. So that was her doing all that. Yeah. And she was flipping around. Like she was doing flips really and stuff, right? Good. Well, it was really good because they had the camera trained on her and it wasn't the, you know, they cut the shot, they cut away from the head and you just show a body doing trapeze stuff and then you have a, you know, a focus on her face while yeah. the body's not in the picture. None of that happened. So it looked so natural. So yeah, I guess yeah. she must have done it. It looked good. She must have did some training for that because she was doing real trapeze work. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, this has been a dream project for Hugh Jackman since 2009, this movie. So huh. that's a, yeah. Uh, Barnum's American Museum was so popular that the crowds inside would linger much too long and therefore cutting the profits. So to make way for additional paying customers, he posted signs indicating this way to the egress not knowing that egress was another word for exit, people followed the signs to what they assumed was a fascinating exhibit and finding themselves outside. <laughs> yes, I've heard that before, that people would, people would walk out and he would make them buy another ticket to come back in to see what they missed. Uh, Barnum's wife's family name is Hollett, or I'm not sure how you pronounce it, H-A-L-L-E-T-T. So Hollett. Uh, this is pronounced the same way as Howlett, H-O-W-L-E-T-T, which was the last name of Hugh Jackman's Wolverine character, James Logan Howlett, from the X-Men movies. So that's a little interesting uh, thing. Oh, uh, no, 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 it's impressed with that one. Okay, this one will get you. Ready? The real-life P.T. Barnum uh, dabbled in several industries before show business, quote-unquote, including the lottery business. Uh, in the early in the in an early apartment scene, various old signs can be seen laying across or against the corner wall, including one that says Barnum Lottery in large letters, a nod to his many colorful endeavors prior to becoming the greatest showman. Yeah, so in the movie, uh, they they do that. Some P.T. Barnum Easter eggs. Yep, there you go. So uh, that's very interesting stuff. Uh, what else do you want to talk about? Uh, so, uh, Paul, do you have any questions? Does the, does the movie address? I just wonder, you know, because uh, P.T. Barnum did, you know, some quite um, 
questionable ethically wise um with little people and people of color right did, did does it get addressed in the movie or no uh what did he well, he's kind of a hero he, like exhibiting exhibiting them as as you know freak shows right um no the movie uh, movie no. was more or less he they, was treating them as equals him pretty much yeah except was, there was okay, I, I just wondered they did have a scene when he wouldn't would... let them in the room yeah yeah the one the one like exclusive party like, he, he shut them out of the room um but so the, the partner zach efron i figured he was uh bailey like barlin and oh, bailey i wish they would have named him bailey because when they went 50 50 at the end yes so that's what i figured and bailey so i googled it and no he plays a different person so when does bailey come into this picture I like think they life. bought a different circus years and years later or something and just merged them or something. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Well, I know nothing about his real life. All I know is this movie is fantastic. I Me like either. the songs. It would have been a great way to end it. Because remember how like the, you hear the millennials talking about Titanic and they're wondering why they made the ship sink at the end? <laughs> right? Well, that is a bad ending, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, to make it Barnum and Bailey would have been great for the movie, regardless yes. of how true it was. They should have done it anyway. I agree. That's why I kind of thought it was because I, you know, I don't pay attention to names. Because I nudge Carol where the movie. I go check it out. His name's Bailey. <laughs> and nothing. No. Too bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I thought the music was really uh, spot on. Fantastic. Uh, I, I liked everything about the movie. I mean, I would go I back. I agree now. with you mostly. What's that? I, I think that I agree with you mostly. A lot of the musicals and a lot of the music numbers were great. But there were points in the movie when there was exposition where they needed to like move the plot forward that they wrote a song of exposition instead of either oh, letting him uh, act or finding another way to represent it. And some of those songs were hard to watch them sing. Oh, uh, no way. I love them all. The Maybe one with I... Zac Efron in the bar when he was trying to talk him into the show business a partner in it. I love that. And it, Oh, that scene God. hurt. I, they should have done that a different way. That hurt. Only you thing I heard about that exposition. is that they ended because that thing was awesome. Oh. Yes. Paul, I'm telling you, go see this movie right so away. So it, it's a musical, though. Yes, it's a musical. It is. Yeah, the last musical Hugh Jackman was in really um, disturbed me on so many levels. It ruined, you know, a great, great musical. I, I don't know that I could go see him in another musical after that. I'm telling you. He redeems himself 100%. And the, I want to go see... The opening number uh, was absolute cringeworthy schlock. The two... The little kids singing? Okay. Oh, my God. It was horrible. Yeah, the kids... I wasn't... I, I didn't dig the kids singing. They started off with kids, and it was like... Yeah, they oh, were children, no, yeah. This is bad. It's just... Les Mis was so bad. And I love Les Mis. I've never seen it. it so I, I don't know anything about Les Mis. Uh, oh, anyway... I, unfortunately, it was it was Hugh Jackman was the main character. I have to watch it now because I'm probably gonna love it. Uh, I'll be like, this is great. But you're comparing because you like you like the Broadway show or whatever. Is that what you're? Oh yeah, I loved it. So I, I, I could I could I, I I won't obviously. I can sing the 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 Broadway. Oh please, show for love of God, don't do it. Yeah, but where's the mute? Where's the mute? But the but the movie, this movie was just ho- horrible. I mean, a lot of that was Russell Crowe, but. Oh yeah, I saw. Uh, yeah, he it, couldn't sing for crap, right? Uh, yeah. And for yeah, whatever uh, reason, they let him sing. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, but hey, Hugh, I bet Hugh, uh, he pulled off his numbers, right? He was good. 
And he was all right. Yeah, yeah, he's good. I like him. Big fan. Big fan. Tell you what, if I'd watch this or Logan again, I'd pick this. Really? Yep. I love Logan. I'm a, I I love Logan too. I like the raw, you know, the R-rated uh, X-Men type film. I thought it was really good, but I'll take this. But they're they're, they're probably going to do an X-Men reboot with the, joining the MC. Uh, there's a there's a couple of new X-Men coming out. The new class, or no, the what's it called? Mutant X, right? Mutants. Mut new mutants. Uh, that's been. But right, they fought, but they fought, they Disney bought Fox. Yes. So the so that means the. The mutants will join the MCU eventually, right? Probably. I mean, yeah. Well, no, are they going to reboot it? it? Oh, because it's still I hope going so. on. I would assume they'd how have to reboot it in the middle. Otherwise, you have to. You, you can't. How, how did they not know about him? All the well, Hugh Jackman's time, already said know? that he's not going to uh, reprise Wolverine, so you can't have him without Wolverine. And and they're all well. I don't know. They're they're doing Dark Phoenix, though. You're right. Dark Phoenix was filmed before they bought it. So. Yeah, I know. I know. New Mutants have been postponed till next year. It was originally supposed to come out this year, but they postponed it fox postponed it and they pushed up um deadpool 2 by like two weeks so it's actually going to open up the weekend before uh the han solo movie oh wow oh that's that's not good and i think the weekend after joe we were discussing that's that too many movies what, for me to what watch. did you say right. joe was coming out after that no, Infinity War is coming out three weeks before Han Solo. Oh, yeah. So we've got Infinity Holy War. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Paul, please go get the movie pass. I mean, you yeah, you're going to need oh. it. Yeah. For, for a couple of weeks, you're going to need it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The summer, or I guess it's the spring, really, or spring into summer. Yeah. That, that time frame, it's going to be insane. It's going to be some good movies. Uh, I look forward to them all. But uh, yeah. Or some horrible movies. You know, don't, don't, don't be so positive. Uh, <laughs> you know. They they could be really bad. Like, oh wow, this is one. After I, I suppose it could be bad, but uh, I like to think positive. You know, or well, I like to actually go in indifferent because I'm never disappointed if I have no expectations. Well, I think like Justice League, I went in be expecting to be disappointed. Yes, me too. So I was pleasantly surprised. It is good sometimes to be like, oh, this is gonna suck, and then. And they had uh, ending uh, post credit scenes, which I think was the first for them, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I uh, I was shocked. Night. I actually went to the app. Two, two. I think uh, what, what's it called? Post. Um, there's an app that you or there's a site you can go that tells you if you, the movie has post credit. So when the movie started wrapping up, I uh, you know the lights come on, and I, I looked, and sure enough, it had post credit scenes. I don't know if I stayed. You missed the post credit. Who do you? Th yeah, you missed who? Who's who would win in a race between Flash? And <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. That you saw that one. Okay, all right. Okay, I did uh, stay for that one. All right. They didn't answer that, though, did they? they no, no, that. no. And then the other one was... Superman died again. <laughs> no. Did he die yet? They had two? Because I left when they started racing. I was like, ah, that was it. Uh, yeah, there was another Richard one. Richard Pryor was, was on Superman's feet. <laughs> Richard Pryor. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, wow. They brought him back, too. <laughs> oh, that'd be so great. Oh, man. I love some of that. Digital Richard Pryor. Uh, we got, you know, one of the uh, uh, one of the rewinds we got to do Superman. Was that two, right? Or was it three with Richard Pryor? Maybe it was three. That was three. Three was with Richard Pryor. Yeah. One was. Just him. Uh, one was, yeah, Lex Luthor and re rewounding the earth. And oh, yeah, I, two I like was that. the Zod. Oh, yeah. Three yeah. was Richard Pryor. Four was <laughs> Quest for Peace. What was four? I don't even remember four. Quest for Peace. It was a. Bad movie. What, Is that know. the one where Spock talked to the whales? <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
You're in the wrong franchise, dude. <laughs> Four is not a good number. <laughs> uh, Rocky, it was. That James Brown, that was a oh, good man. movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's uh, all I have for Greatest Showman. Unless, Paul, you have anything else to ask? Or, Joe, you have anything to add to the movie? Uh, we kind of differ a little bit on our opinions of it, but I think generally we both enjoyed the movie. It's just you didn't like it to the degree that I liked it. And, Paul, I think you would uh, fall closer to my... Well, do you know anything about... So, The Greatest Showman, I'm assuming it's a Broadway show that they adapted. Is that accurate? Yes, actually it is, because I did read something that they had a couple of the original Broadway uh, performers uh, back, like, in the produ- part of the production of the movie. So, uh, do you know the show, Paul? No, I'm, I'm not familiar with it. All right, so it won't be ruined for you if the movie uh, strays a bit or, or whatever. So I think you'll like it. Okay. Uh, Joe, do you have anything to add? I do not. All right. So uh, just for some upcoming programming notes, uh, future episodes that we are planning on releasing, um, I went to see Insidious 4. I'd like to uh, do a in-depth uh, review of that. Uh, Joe, you have not seen that. Is that right? I have not. Well, maybe one of these days, if uh, work uh, is a little light, you want to skip out early, <laughs> go see Insidious 4. I recommend it. It's a good uh, combination of uh, jump scares and humor. So, Do you have to watch the others in order to be up to... I no, can't imagine you would. Those PG-13 thrillers are awful. I know nothing of the... I didn't even realize I saw the first one when I went to see this one. But you don't need to. It's a horror movie. Who cares, right? Uh, you don't have to. No, it's independent. So um, that one, I'd like to do a review for that one, as well as Jumanji, the new Jumanji. Anybody? Joe, you see that one? I, uh, not yet, but I do have to go see that. Yeah, yeah. Very good movie. Uh, again, uh, do an in-depth interview or review about that one as well. Uh, as far as the rewinds, I want to do a rewind episode of Big Trouble in Little China. That's uh, oh, one of my favorites. Joe, you actually already rewound it, right? You, you just I watched re- it. I watched it today. Wow. Because so we you... were talking about doing it possibly someday, so I watched the movie today. I was so excited about seeing it again. Yes. Well, I will uh, definitely see it again. Uh, Paul, you need to uh, pick a pick a time. Uh, find Big Trouble is, in Little is China. Is it on Netflix? Is it on Netflix? Uh, I do not know. Probably not. Uh, well, we can get you a copy if... Uh, I, guess, I guess Amazon Prime usually has that, just about everything if you pay for it, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we, we could probably find it for you. Uh, but <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China. Going to rewatch that. Do a rewind episode. Essentially, a rewind episode is just like a review episode. But it's an old movie, and uh, we discuss... Possibly the way we... Because I haven't seen it in a very long time, but my memories of that movie are just awesome. So uh, I look forward to watching it again. But uh, also, uh, there we also want to do a comparison episode where we compare movies that came out the same around the same time and uh, just do a comparison of the two movies. Uh, that would be very interesting. As well as the IMDb Top 100 reviews where we go down the list from 1 to 100, watch the movie... And then do a review of that movie. I think number one is Godfather. So uh, actually, that'd be very interesting to rewatch again because I haven't seen that in a very long time. Well, all the compare episodes we were talking about are the movies that come out at the same time that have the same plot, idea, the same story. Looks like one, yeah. one studio copied from another before they did it. Like Dunkirk and yes. uh, The Darkest Hour. Yeah, that's that's what reminded me of it. They're different views of the same of this. 
Yeah, and then you had like White it, House Down and Olympus Has Fallen came yeah. out at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And then you had those asteroid movies and then the volcano movies, and they've been doing it for a while. All right, yeah, so we have a lot of stuff coming up, so stay close to your dial. Um, these episodes will be available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Um, whether or not, so we have to put the one, we have to put one episode up before I can subscribe to those three and get them reviewed and get them on. So if you're listening to this one, I'm hoping that uh, they're up at this time. If not, well, I mean, you're listening somehow to this episode. So I don't know how you're doing it, but keep doing it that way. Uh, and there's more to come. Like I said, this is an LA car, LA car. Tom will email you more of them. <laughs> this is LA cart. So we'll like spam a bunch of episodes. Uh, and uh, you can pick and choose which ones you want to watch. And hey, if you have any movies that you want you want us to actually review, join our fantasy movie league. And uh, in the chat, start a chat and ask us to review a movie for you. And we would be more than happy to do so, unless it's something that we don't want to go see. <laughs> <laughs> unless it's Paddington Two. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, again, I'd like to thank uh, Paul and Joe again for joining me. It was another splendid, ex- excellent episode. And uh, I guess we'll uh, get together again and do more reviews, more previews, more everything else. So until we get, meet again, that's a wrap. Right here, right now, I put the offer out. I don't want to chase you down. I know you see it. You run with me, and I can cut you free out of the treachery of walls you keep in. So trade that typical for something colorful. And if it's crazy, live a little crazy. You can play it sensible, a king of conventional, or you can risk it all and see.